Okay, word then, word then. Can't work and I pull up urgently in person. Kiss through the phone first, had a tone work. I was hurt then, only picking up the phone for the homework. Welcome back to the No Clue Podcast, episode 134. We have returned. We have returned. A slightly extended absence, uh, a little bit of weather, a little bit of personal stuff, but we're back. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Mike. I'm Tyler. Welcome. Let's get right to it, man. J.J. Watt. Uh, Arizona. Caught me off guard, I gotta say. Yeah, me too. Uh, We weren't really getting like a a three favorites or or a couple of teams that were like ahead of everybody else as, as they usually put out. Right. Uh, but this is, and I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt that they don't, you know, make bad moves the rest of the summer. This is yeah. the third off season in a row where the Cardinals have had a really good off season. Yeah, and, it, and it's only like the third day. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and they're they're clearly uh, they have a good structure with how they're building a contender. I agree. I mean, you know, are they going to be, you know, the Chiefs or the Bills? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I'm excited about what they got going on for, again, the third year in a row. I don't remember the last time I was excited about the Cardinals for three years straight. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It, it should be interesting. Him and uh, Hopkins, they, um, you know, apparently... They work together on this. I saw people talking about, um, are we going to see super teams in football now because of, you know, guys getting friendly and making their off-season moves with their friends? Well, you know, working with their friends to make off-season moves. Um, do you think that? Well, let me ask you this first. Do you think a contender and team to beat are equals? No. I I think I agree. And I think Arizona may be a team to beat next year. Even though I don't think they're contenders, I think that they will be um you know, beyond competitive at this point. They were competitive this year, now they're a little bit past it. Yeah, the thing for them is one thing I really like about them is like they seem to get a lot out of their star power. They do. Uh Kyler looks incredible when he's at his best Hopkins uh the safety who's uh Baker looks really good but I just don't know if they have the discipline over the course of the year because that's what killed them last year uh they you know they five to eight games into the season they were a playoff caliber team right and then they had that like big I think five game losing four five game losing streak Defense like went in the toilet. Offense had no consistency. Hopkins would have a, a big game one night and then have like two catches another night. Right. So, are they gonna take like the overall step? I'm I'm leaning more to what you're saying, where I don't think they're quite a contender. Mm-hmm. But this is this is a good move. Yeah. Big move, real big. Uh, has there been? Has there been any other big off-season moves yet for the NFL other than what at this point? Um, well, Wentz. We talked about Wentz already. I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
I, I mean, the quarterbacks obviously are very important, the moves that, in, between the quarterbacks, but I really am curious to see what these other, these defensive moves are doing, the receivers, yes. who's getting new receivers. <clears throat> I think those will be the ones that could be instant uh, contender making for next year. Because quarterbacks changing always is a big deal, but rarely, you know, other, unless you're Tom Brady, does the quarterback change and then the next year you go to the Super Bowl, you know? Right. Peyton uh, Manning was another one. Yeah, Peyton, yeah. Only uh, the all-time goats. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Two out of the top five ever or whatever. Yeah. So, like, it, it, the rest of the guys who are looking at moving, I don't really see that happening. But I see teams that are really close that a small addition might, you know, make a huge impact. Especially all the guys yeah, that man, I, um, Tampa Bay may lose. I'm just, I'm waiting for that. What the I keep going back to this because it was such a good offseason. The Packers a couple years back, getting all those defensive players. Uh, and yeah. then their defense was like just significantly better off from the jump. And I feel like Arizona is like Clay uh, Matthews last year there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Arizona is like two moves away from potentially being a contender. If they get one of those Tampa Bay guys, they probably will be a contender. Dude, if they get just the 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 defensive uh back, what was it? Shaq Barrett? Yeah. Oh, dude, they might be they might be good to go as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah. As, as far as just like enough talent at every like aspect of the game. Yeah. All right. Any other football stuff? Uh, no, that's it. Uh, real quick, um, congratulations to Naomi Osaka and Novak Djokovic for their Australian Open wins. I don't think we talked about that last time, but no, yeah. Uh, um, I miss. I didn't see any of the women's games. Mm-hmm. Djokovic pissed me off, bro. He looked like a fucking robot. <laughs> you were cheering for Medvedev. Yeah, yeah. You know I had to. <laughs> yeah. But I watched him. Uh, I forgot. Dude, I can't remember who he played. But I caught like a a set or two from one of his early round matches. Yeah. And and he like he seriously he looks like a robot. He's returning yeah. everything. He's not you know making dumb mistakes. Again, his defense when he's playing at his best, his defense is like just insane. Yeah. His it's, return game is just unstoppable. It's so great. It's just <laughs> stupid great. Yeah. It's it's so rough when he <laughs> like when he played Medvedev, he was he returned like three straight points and then came back and aced them like twice in a row. Like Yeah. And Medvedev looked so defeated. Yes. Yeah, and that's one thing that's cool about tennis. You know, basketball, we get these moments where we see the passing of the torch or we see the uh, um, little brothering of stars. You know, like LeBron. Like LeBron smokes one of the players in a playoff series and it's just like we just know alright they're just not ready because we just right. saw what LeBron did to them and that, tennis is one of those where we see it on first hand it was like Djokovic might as well have just walked up to Medvedev and said look man 
you're good, but you're not ready. Like, <laughs> you're not here yet. Yes. <laughs> and then on the flip side, as bad as... Oh, now, this is a little cave, caveat because Osaka, like, on paper, they said Osaka had the easiest way to the finals in, like, Australian finals history, right? So, I, I get that. But she still played Serena, and she murdered her, basically. And that was one of those, like, uh, yeah, you're almost done. Like, <laughs> you might you might be done. Yeah, man, I, I just, I thought Serena was playing well from the little clips I saw prior to that game. She was. She wasn't uh, dominating, but she was playing well. Yeah, she was uh, similar to Djokovic, returning well, you know, being aggressive. Yeah. But uh, you're right, Osaka really just slaughtered her. Yeah, you, you know, um, tennis is another sport where styles make the matches sometimes, and Osaka just has that style that Serena just is just not not good for Serena. Yeah, mismatch. Yeah. But um, exciting as always, uh, Djokovic making history. I think Osaka might make history eventually. Um, so, seeing greatness in tennis. Because the thing is, tennis is not a lot of flukes in tennis. Like, you don't see a lot of just randoms winning the, yeah. you know, grand slams often. So, yep. when you see these kind of people, it's it's kind of, you're seeing Hall of Famers in tennis. Oh, for sure. Know, for sure. repeat winners. All right. Uh... Basketball, ready? Yep. Okay. Where do you want to start? Uh, let's start with college basketball a little bit. Okay. I haven't watched too much, but I caught a glimpse of the uh, the Oklahoma State guy, uh, Cunningham. Yeah, Cunningham. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to amen. Jared Cunningham. I picked a good game to to glimpse because he was getting buckets. He's tough. And he was, and he moves. He moves like an NBA player. Yeah, yeah. Very he smart does. dribbler. Understands how to like create shots, attacks, uh, sees teammates. Uh, he looks again. First impression. He looks like a solid NBA player. Yeah, he's been tearing through teams all season. Like his only thing, I think, is going to be just range. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. and that's we've seen guys who can hit shots like that's. That doesn't going to the NBA three doesn't kill your your shooting. No, it doesn't. So it doesn't. And there's a lot of guys still who don't take a lot of NBA threes and are still really effective. Good guys scores. like him, as athletic right. as him, his size, he'll be fine. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, there's some good prospects this year. A kid from it's- Illinois. Uh, Desumo, I think. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of like a scoring guard. He looks really, really good. Um, I'm not sold on Garza from Iowa. I'm not yeah, sold. He's, he looks. I see a lot of uh, Tyler hands, bro. <laughs> yeah, he's just this bigger, thicker Tyler Hansbro, Really, yeah, he's not he even just, as athletic as Hansborough was. He just so he not, looks like he's played basketball longer than everybody that he's played against. Yeah, that's like, true. He just knows the little hustle plays. He knows like the quick buckets. 
you know, we saw that in our conference in college. We saw guys who who would just dominate. They would just like confuse you as to how. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I do think he is an NBA player. I just I just I'm not sold that he's going to be a good one. Yeah, that's fair. That's, I mean, yeah, he, his size, his touch, you know, his um, his uh, will to win, that, that's NBA. He's NBA ready. Yeah. But, yeah, and he looks like an gonna... easy fit. Yeah, he is. That... Yeah. I haven't seen um, Suggs in a while. I mean, he hasn't done yeah. anything crazy lately. I mean, Gonzaga's great, but... You know, I, I looked at Gonzaga in their conference. They've won 75% of the conference titles in their conference since they've been in it. They just they just tear up their conference. So their yeah. record is always amazing. They're, they do the, like, you know, the Wichita State thing. The oh, There's, like, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. And, and you're right. Yeah, they really shouldn't be in that conference because they... Their winning percentage is like sixty-eight or something like that. Was, they just—they always have winning seasons. I don't think they've ever had a losing season in the conference. So their regular season tells me nothing because they always dominate it. Anytime they have yeah. any NBA caliber, they dominate it. So you're right. Um, I'm waiting for the tournament to see how he looks. And the worst part is, is it won't be to like the third round of the tournament before I really know. Uh, yeah. Let's see who else. Who else? I got a chance to see uh, Syracuse. Yeah. And you know, I had the same thought about Roy Williams in, in North Carolina last year. Like, okay, your roster is not that good. I get it. You're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna have a top tier record. But you right. like having an all time great coach. I would assume you wouldn't be trash. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is, is that an yeah. unfair expectation? Um, or maybe I'm thinking too highly bit, of Mayhem because they look trash. The only reason it's not an unfair <laughs> is because you're talking about two teams that probably strength of schedule is always top ten. I'll give like, him that. You're you know, right. So, I mean, UNC always, obviously, they play Duke two or three times a year. They always play Kentucky, that UNC-Kentucky thing. So, they always have some, they always have good competition. So, you know, that you know how Kentucky brings it every year. They play a lot of really good schools, is all I'm saying. So, that's the only reason it may be unfair. But still, being as bad as they are, I'm with you, honestly. And how how is Syracuse not getting recruits? Like, I don't know. dude, oh, I gotta come in there. Oh, we only play zone, so I don't gotta like strap or none of that. Oh, say less. Sounds good. <laughs> like that seems like a perfect move to me if I'm kind of lazy on one end of the floor. Yeah, the recruiting has been bad. Last last three years might be the worst recruiting I've ever seen in my life, in all of college basketball. Not just those two schools, all of them. I've just I've caught pieces of a lot of games. I've caught a lot of pieces of Texas Tech games. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just it looks so messy, man. They're like trying to. It's it's a lot of the same stuff we're seeing in the NBA. We're seeing how much AAU has ruined college. Basketball. Yes. Oh it my. Just, 
just looks like AAU basketball. It hurts. It does. It hurts to watch. Yeah, and the thing is, you know, Syracuse and UNC used to get, they wouldn't get, like, the number one player in the country, but Roy Williams is a top-tier team builder in college. He wouldn't get the top five recruits, but he'd, you know, go through those 15 to uh, 30 range and put together a bomb squad of a team that just fit so perfectly, it felt like. Always. And the thing is, I don't know I don't know where these where they're getting the guys they get, honestly. I, I see some of them. I'm like, how did, how is this guy at UNC? I'm not gonna say any names, but I, I just see some of the guys I just do not understand what these coaches saw in them. And obviously I think Roy still is trying to do what he's always done, but it, it's not there. You know what bothers me? I think, like, athleticism is, is taking over basketball to too much of to of an extent. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's gotten so out of hand where it's looking like, to me, this is my kind of impression is we need to be extremely athletic as a team to play good defense. Right. Like, forget, forget teaching defense. Forget, we'll just recruit the guys who could jump and hit their fucking head on the backboard. Yep. Like, I just, I see less and less defensive IQ, and the offenses are, like, capitalizing on that and getting, like, lazier and lazier. You know, another thing is when it comes to recruiting, and this plays into your point, but we're in a highlight era of basketball. Yes. The the world, the whole industry of sports revolves around the highlights. So I I think I think these scouts maybe Sinroy they see the highlight of someone doing something spectacular say yo Roy you know look what I just found and that's who they go see instead of seeing you know it's not the same skill they're not looking at the skill they're not maybe not looking at the box score but they get the guy who jumped over five guys in a game or whatever did a 360 in a game and sign him because how many guys do 360s in games right instead of the how many guys you know average 10 steals in a game in a good conference or whatever you know yeah it's just tough because i just i could picture a coach thinking like you know oh this this guy's already a freak athlete i can turn him into this and and a lot of the times it just doesn't work out one reason it doesn't work out because you only have a year. Oh well, that's yeah, that's obviously a, a di- that's why you see that the guys who spend a lot of time in college, they're they know how to play basketball. Yeah, no, but I'm saying the coaches, the problem with them thinking that way is like, all right, I'm gonna turn him into a player, and he's gone before you even. Had a chance to turn him into anything. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, getting a project that you have like a week to do, and you decide to do like a month long thing. Yeah, it's yeah. just not enough time, and, and like, yeah, you're making a good point. It's just it's getting messier. Yeah, it is. It's getting messier, and I hate that. Like, it has to be 
there's no more of like pride to be great in the regular season. No, it's not. That you see it in the NBA, and we'll get into that a little more, but. It's starting to. I'm starting to notice it in college, where a lot of these teams are okay with just getting to the tournament. We'll yeah. get to the tournament, and we'll you know turn it on. There, you're not. That's it's not gonna happen. <laughs> right. So, but we'll see. We'll see how the tournament goes. Again, it's becoming like super high competitive basketball is becoming more rare, like almost every year it seems. Yeah. I mean, you. I mean, like you said, you see these teams with these records, and I just never in my life have I seen such terrible records in the top twenty-five of college basketball. Eleven is Duke eight losses? Is that right? Yeah, I didn't even know I when I caught so. them against Syracuse. I was like, "Where did y'all get twenty games in?" <laughs> like yo, They're, when uh, I. Nine losses, actually. Oh, my God. Dude, when I watch, like, if I don't watch anything, I still try to catch a lot of ESPN. Yeah. And and I don't even see Duke on ESPN. Like, they'll talk about basketball, like, college basketball, and won't even mention Duke. Yeah. Well, they'll show, like, they'll, like, skim through the Duke game as if, like, it, it was, like, a basic, you know, ESPN 3 game. You know that quote, Drake, they uh, um, scream out my failures and whisper my accomplishments? Yeah. They, they do the opposite for Coach K. 100%. If Coach K is winning, oh, my God. Every He's morning. So great. Christian Leitner is on there. Jay Billis is showing the highlights. But when they're losing, oh, we just don't talk about it. Oh, he gets. I like how he's getting the 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 Kentucky excuse that Calipari has been living off of for like twenty years. Which one? Oh, they're just. Oh, they're young guys. Oh, oh you, you know, I got kids. I got babies in here. <laughs> I hate. I hate that. Yeah. Every time they struggle, Calipari can't wait to remind you that he's coaching babies. Like right. dude, you're coaching grown men, bro. <laughs> they haven't yeah, matured and, completely, but they're still grown men. And, you know, Coach K, just two years ago, you had three babies that are all NBA starters right now. So what happened? Yep. <laughs> you know, you, you didn't have any excuses there. And then now you have excuses because exactly, they're babies. Yeah. And Florida State is number one in the ACC right now. And they're 14 and four. You know what I will say a positive about kind of how messy it's getting and in, in general, uh, I think now if you're playing well, even if it's not at a, a upper tier school, you get more notice. Uh, as a player? As a as an individual player, I think that has been like a big uh, improvement. Yeah, yeah, perhaps. Yeah. Like actual basketball talent is not being missed as much now yeah but it's being missed late that's the problem it's being it's not being missed but what happens is actual high school basketball talent is being missed well yeah that's just uh, the system you know i agree with you there that that is the system and i think part of it is because you know we talked about you know when i say that we're in a highlight age when it comes to the high schoolers 
The other thing is the coaches only go to the AAU circuits. And they don't see the players in high school. So they go to an AAU circuit and they see uh, 26 college players in the same game and they're done for the night. Done for yep. the week. <clears throat> yep. And you never see any of these guys play in an actual organized game. AAU, you know, they just got handed their jerseys and everything like, you know, like that. They just got off a van and the guys they look at probably got off on a charter bus or something. But yeah, uh, just get get dressed and let's hoop. Yeah, and it's really just accelerated pickup. But they they miss a lot of the guys in school, and the thing is, that's why these smaller schools are getting guys that should be at the at Syracuse and UNC, and because they're missing them, and they may not they may not be AAU uh, AAU kind of players. Like Garza's not an AAU player. Yeah, like who? You wouldn't want him on your AAU team, but you, I bet you pick yeah, him on your a, high school team. Exactly. He's a system guy, and he excels at that. Yeah, and that that's where – I think that's where Roy and Bayheim have changed. They used to recruit system guys. They used to recruit the best system guys, like Ellington, like Danny Green, um, Kendall Marshall, uh – Tyler Ennis for Syracuse, great college player. Carter um, Williams is a good college player. Carter Williams, great college player. Um, Grant, you know, you see what Grant's doing. Yep. Great. He, he was a great college player. C.J. Fair, they had that team was crazy. And then now you go to the AAU, they get all the high level AAU guys, and they don't know what they're doing out there. Like you said, no IQ. They don't even play uh, organized defense in AAU most of the time. Right, and everything is a those high level ones. There's not a lot of mismatches because it's just everyone who's six five and can jump out of the gym, all in the same court together. So it's like no positions. Yeah, you know, didn't Nerlens Noel play like guard in high school in AAU? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember he was blocking like nine shots a game at one point. Yeah, and bringing the ball up court. So it's like. Don just, Maker played guard in AAU. Like, come on, man. If that doesn't tell you AAU's garbage, I don't know what can to me. Don Maker's just, not even in the league. Yeah, man. I'm just tired of the, oh, like, he could turn into this. I'm excited about that. Like, why can't he just play basketball now? Right. So, Something I, wrong I don't with know, not man. being ready. I, too, too much, too much dreaming going on. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> well, let's uh, talk about the NBA. You, no, real quick. Do you have any early, um, early favorite for the championship in college? I've been cheering for Michigan I, I think, for like four years, and th- I, this might finally be the year. I uh, think Texas Tech can make a deep run. Hmm. Yeah, they could. I just I haven't yeah. watched enough to to see like a, a clear cut favorite. They're fourteen and seven, and they're still eighteenth in the country. Like, think about the records now. Ohio State is eighteen and five. Illinois is sixteen and five, and they're five and they're four and five in the top twenty five. I did. I saw Ohio State against some trash team, but they look pretty good. But you know, back in the day, like. 
four or five years ago, the whole top ten would be like less than four losses. A hundred percent. It's crazy. Some of that. Some of that is just like the season now. being. Yeah, some of that is just the season being more random. I think. Maybe. You know, not, not entirely, but again, like. Too. Yeah, I just again, it's you're entitled to lose a couple extra games because like your practice schedule's hectic or or you're missing guys, but you're like the style of how you play basketball shouldn't get worse. Mm-hmm. And, and that's been exactly. that's what I've noticed. So. Yeah. But let's talk about the NBA. All right. Where do you want to start there? Uh, let's start with the f- fucking Rockets, bro. I'll let you deep dive how trash they've been playing. Uh, this this notion that like it made sense to waive Demarcus Cousins because he didn't he didn't fit their plans moving forward. Uh, is is like pure stupidity. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand. Like, there's literally no logic behind that move. No, not at all. You're losing games, and you get rid of the guy you're not paying much, the guy who's eager to prove himself, and the guy who could give your team an entirely different dynamic. And you just choose not to go with that dynamic. Like, okay, you don't want to pay him in the offseason. Don't pay him in the offseason. Why are you getting rid of him like, how does it benefit you to not have him? <laughs> While your starting center is out, by the way. Couldn't right. even wait for the starting center to get back. It just so. and it shows, dude, there's no way. Like, you think Wall was happy that they just let him go? I don't think so. And I'd be surprised like if he was. The, dude, the fire I saw the first two weeks from John Wall is, is gone. Yeah, it's gone, it and and he's he's getting back to like when the Wizards uh, cast couldn't help him out. Yeah, he started chucking shots, and it never looked good. Yep, and it's the same thing now. And you would think it would work, you know. They're just they're they're getting awful so quick, and when they made that move, I lost respect. Yeah. Like I, I didn't feel bad or you know you know give them any kind of excuse. I'm like, dude, you have. Okay, maybe you losing with Cousins, too, but, again, how does it hurt you to have him on the team? Right. Yeah. You're not develop like, you're not developing rookies or, or, like, all your guys, we know what they are. Yeah. I, I just, I couldn't. Rookie, I think. Yeah, and he's solid, but, like, you're not, you're not grooming him to be a star. Right. I literally, I thought about this for like an hour, and I couldn't picture a scenario where that made any sense. Yeah, and I I can't tell if it's a GM thing at this point, um, because we haven't heard from the GM. Like, I guess Daryl Morey, Daryl Morey was different in that sense that he spoke out more than a lot of GMs. Right. Um, we haven't heard anything from this new GM. Uh, Steven Silas, I've seen enough. That's it. I've just seen enough. Like, they have no reason. 
30th in three-point percentage? That, that doesn't make any sense. They have all 3 and D players. Everybody. Other than John Wall is a 3 and D player. Ben McElmore, Sterling Brown, P.J. Tucker, uh, Daniel House. I mean, that's all they do. What are you guys doing in the gym? What are you doing in practice? Dude, I I just see see a team who's like thrown away this season. And, And so fast, too. Bro, you can't get Eric Gordon free for one more field goal one for ten he couldn't get a layup another every time layup? I watch every time I watch him in the past all he does is get layups by the way that's what I'm saying what I oh maybe it's because your floor spreader is at home on the couch he was I think he was leading them in threes he, <laughs> he was, was on fire this year he was shooting well dude in spurts you know what he I mean, it was short spurts, by the way. But he would come in when he was fresh. He, like, starts the game out dominating the other big man, like, immediately. Like, every game, he'd come in and, like, I felt like that was the game plan. Cousins, get, you get us our first four baskets, you know, or you take the first four shots and then spread the floor. Like, they played Philly, he had two threes and got an and one in, in the first quarter. Yep. And then it opened the floor for everybody else. Now John and Eric Gordon are running right into the rest of the defense. What are you doing? I haven't seen Ben McElmore get a good shot off all season. And I've been trying to watch them because I've been... I was excited about this roster. I We talked that on here. I thought this roster was going to be solid. I thought it was going to be competitive. They suck. And it's not <laughs> the know, roster. Again, I, I tried to like... I said, yo, like, let's relax. Let's maybe give them a year, and then they could do some things if they keep it together for the most part. But they, like, something changed in this team. I don't know if it's Cousins leaving. I don't know if the organization's like, yo, we need a fucking draft pick. Like, I don't know what y'all doing winning games, but we need to get, we need to stop that shit because we need a good draft pick. Which, again, I don't understand that logic at all. But how else do you explain a team that is top tier defensively, offense looks great, to now they can't guard anybody, they can't keep up in any shootout, and they, as you see in their record, they can't get a fucking win. They can't score. That's the that's the craziest thing, and I just, yeah. I don't understand. Like when I have seen them play great, I mean the balance. The think about the potential for balance on this team. Like let's say let's say Wall has twenty. Everyone else on this team is capable of getting ten points any given night. Yep. And Gordon, you know Gordon's gonna get more than ten points if Wall has twenty. Normally, unless they're playing Memphis, I guess. I mean, come this Wall had fourteen. The next two highest scorers were Jayshon Tate and Matt Jones, the two youngest players on the team. I'm sorry, Mason Jones. Sorry, Mason Jones. And next, David Nwaba. Are you kidding me? David Nwaba is in double digits? And Eric (laughs) Gordon, Daniel House, P.J. Tucker, Sterling Brown, none of them have over five points? Come on, man. Steven Silas, you have to go. Just resign. If this is what you're going to do. Yeah, you're right. 
it's not like if they were just playing and kind of losing more than winning, uh, that would be understandable. You know, a new team, new roster, missing guys. But they went from, again, yeah, a team healthy. that's playing. The, the drop-off was insane. <laughs> from the like, beginning of the I've season, never mean, seen, right? Yeah, from the first two, three, maybe even the first month. It's, it's like first, a night and day difference when you notice this team. It is. And for the first, since the first three games, even after Harden, when they were waiting for Oladipo to get back, they looked good. I was like, oh, Balling. they're fine. Top tier defensively. Came back. Yeah, yeah. And once Oladipo came back, it, he didn't fit at all. The few games I saw Oladipo on the court with everyone else, it looked really bad. And the thing is, the team wasn't bad, but what Oladipo was trying to do was bad. So, I, And I was like, okay, they, they can work that out. They got a whole season to work that out. You know, that's something that just happens. You get that in practice, enough games under the belt with you know Oladipo out there, the full team. That comes. The chemistry comes a little bit. But... You don't just lose like seven straight games. Like no, you don't. And Christian look like- Wood. I mean, he was playing good, but he wasn't like. He, what he was doing wasn't irreplaceable. So. I just don't understand how they so fast look like the worst team in the league. Yeah, and I think I think Minnesota could could beat them in a series right now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, no, forget. I don't even need deloading to come back. They'll be, they'll, they'll beat him in a series without deloading. Yeah, for sure. It, again, like you got rid of Cousins, like it's you got these other bigs that you're not getting enough clock for. They said they wanted to go back to D'Antoni's offense, the five small ball game. It's so, it's so fucking stupid, bro. Like, like rebounding doesn't matter. Like I can't talk basketball with a, with a, a NBA organization that doesn't value rebounding. Yeah, like it's it's just it's, it's so freaking stupid that it, I can't even speak. They're tied for twenty fourth in rebounds. They're twenty seventh, tied for twenty seventh in field goal percentage. Dude, again, you're you're thirtieth in three point shooting, and you're like, oh, we need to spread it out more. Huh? They're twenty seventh in assists. They're twenty fourth in free throw percentage. They're twenty fourth in turnovers. They're not even making free throws, bro. They're tr- like again. How do you go from being a a cool, exciting, competitive team to by far being the worst team in the league? That, that let me that ask you this: What's John- when you're missing guys? What's John Wall's biggest strength? Uh, creating for others. Pushing okay, the tempo. What's his... Yes. Where is John Wall most dangerous, in your opinion? If you were playing defense, what would you say we cannot let John Wall do? Transition. Take off. They're seventh in defensive rating. Seventh. Top ten. They're 27th in offensive rating. 27th, dude. How do you So you're like, telling me you can't turn your 7th rated defense into layups? You have John Wall. 
You have Eric Gordon. You have these speed. You have top five speed demons like ever in basketball. I know he's. I know he's not completely healthy. But you telling me you can't have a better offensive rating? Twenty seventh. They're twenty fourth in effective field goal percentage. You're literally pl- like playing defense for no reason. They're twelfth in steals. <laughs> oh my god. They're literally like I never thought I that's that could even be a, a statement, but they're playing defense for no reason. They're, I've never seen the team 20, 20 uh you know ranks away from their defense on offense. So like their defense does nothing for their offense. That's what I'm saying. That's the most important thing. Your defense creates, you know, layups, transition, easy baskets, and obviously keeps the other team from scoring. You're keeping the other team from scoring, and that's it. And like your offense pace. It's it's bizarre. It's just I'm dumbfounded right now. <laughs> so your pace is great. Your defense is elite. You know, top 10 is pretty close to the elite. But why can't you score the basketball? <laughs> why can't you shoot over 43% from the field? 27th? Tied for 27th in the league? <laughs> they <laughs> they losing streak is at 11 right now. And they only have 20... They only have 11 wins. So they've won 11 games and have lost 11 in a row. This team has completely collapsed, and it can't, (laughs) again, in a month. How does that happen in a month? I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, everything we were excited about, I'm, I'm like, irritated that I was even excited about it. Me too. That's that's where I'm at with it right now. That's why I'm talking about it. It's crazy. It's bad, bro. I mean, hey, you know, I guess they're, they're really making that lottery push. Good luck to Houston. There's no and there's no way. There's no way they're making a lottery push. Cause first of all, I would quit if my first coaching job was gonna be a lottery push. Like you're gonna start my coaching career with a losing record? No way. I wouldn't do that. But, you know, I guess you take the money, you need again, the money, you take it, right? You could have traded like for like an insane amount of draft picks. You could have just traded for slightly, you know, you know, more role players and draft picks if you're going for the lottery. They could have got a draft pick. You from traded Cleveland, for Indiana guys, and yeah, yeah, you traded trade. for guys that are supposed to help you win games. Yeah, and and you're like, again, you look awful in every way. Like how how are yep. you thirtieth in? Sh- like I'm just picturing teams that like don't even shoot that well, and they're better than you. <laughs> give me a team that, give me a team that you think doesn't shoot well, and I'll tell you where they are. The Knicks. Oh, don't don't disrespect the Knicks. Hold <laughs> on, let me see. <laughs> they're eleventh in three point okay. field goal percentage. Indiana. Indiana. Let's see. Tied for 14th. Okay. Yeah. I mean, still 13, 14 away from... Again, teams who don't build entirely around floor spacing 
are are like middle of the pack or even you know better than that and as far as shooting goes yeah and you got you are a fuck you cannot shoot a lick right now you can't throw a rock in the ocean and the organization talking about like going back to D'Antoni's play style that that's like a punchable thing to say if i was a Houston fan or like a an upper level person in the organization and that's the direction we're going i'm swinging cuz this shit makes no yeah. sense at all yep again the only feasible explanation is they're going for a lottery push i don't know how else you explain this i agree i would say that's the only explanation and even that doesn't make that much sense. Uh, I hope Cousins gets picked gets picked up because you know I hate that he went to this situation. I was excited for Wall and Cousins, and you know it's just this has been a disaster. I hope if if Oladipo is going to get traded again, I hope he goes somewhere he wants to be. Um, and I hope Wall doesn't just retire from after this because this is just. This is like a retiring moment for me. I, I would think. I'm like, man, this is really what's going on. Like, I just left a trash team. They thought I was trash. I go to a team, new beginning. I'm playing well, 20 and 6. Again, you know, coming fresh off injury. And now this team is even more trash. Yep. And, what, and I think Wall is kind of increasing his value. I think, you know, this offseason. Teams are going to want him. I think so, too. If he makes it through the year and keeps so playing like this, even if you know they continue to lose, which they will, uh, how, how could you not want him? Any any of the teams that are desperate need for a point guard, make it happen. Yeah. And Wall's going to be significantly more affordable coming out of his insane contract. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, they have Kevin Porter on the roster. He went down to the G League and he's averaging twenty four seven and five. In his first game as a Rocket in the G League, he had a triple double: fourteen assists, eleven rebounds. He shot eleven for twenty five, eleven for twenty four. He's been cooking. I saw a little highlights. Put him in the game, Silas. Look what you, you guys suck. There's no way you could put Kevin Porter and be worse. You're trash. There's no way. And the thing is, no I'm not way. saying the players suck because obviously I've been rooting for these guys. But the team is. Hey, bro. Hey, Nawaba is the third leading scorer. Nah, bro. Nah, <laughs> Kevin, come back. We need you, bro. Nawaba's averaging tw- 27% from the three point line. Why is he. Dude, I watched Nawaba in Chicago for like four games. And my first impression was, this guy can't shoot. The only people worse than him is Dante Exum and Karooks. And they, you know, and they barely have played. Come on, man. Like, this guy, Michael (laughs) Carter-Williams is shooting threes better than Nawaba. Like, what are we talking about? I'm pretty sure, I could be wrong, because they don't show Cousins' um, stats anymore on here. But I'm pretty sure Cousins was, like, top three for them in in threes. I'm pretty sure he I'm was number sure. one. <laughs> I, I don't know how you 
how like PJ Tucker doesn't play anything like he's ever played all of a sudden. That's another thing I don't really get. I'm not gonna like deep dive that, but it's pretty pretty annoying. So we'll see what they do, man. If they get a lottery pick, I don't know what they'll do with it. Everyone else on the team is aging. You're not they don't have like a rebuilding roster. Hey, they're, I, think, uh, I would say they're just they just need another floor spacer, man. That's all. They just need to spread it out more. If they draft the guard, they should just go ahead and be kicked out of the league. Seriously, if they're gonna, if they're really just gonna not take it serious. <laughs> huh? Yeah, bro, hit them with the Premier League shit. Just relegate them for a year. <laughs> yeah, like uh, relegate like, them to the fucking G League for a year. <laughs> Yeah, Silver has to say, like, look, you guys obviously aren't taking it serious. So just, you guys just sit out a, a year. Because there's no way they think oh they can be God, competitive boy. with another guard. So, anyway. Moving on. What else in the league? What else we got? Hey, oh, wait, real, the... real quick, real quick. This Luca Larry Bird nonsense, it needs to stop. It needs to stop immediately. I'm not oh, going to yeah. deep dive it, but it's top three most blasphemous things I've ever heard in my life. And I like wanted he's, to end. He's been great, and he's kind of he's getting Dallas back into it as far as like a playoff team. But they're, I just feel like they're sucking him just out of control. Yeah, of course. It's just crazy. Like everything he does, you know, he's just like a smarter player than most of the guys that guard him. We've talked about it a lot, but shout out to Ben Simmons because yes. he put on like such a display. Honestly, and this is this is like super, this is like a supernova hater uh, thing I'm about to say. I've never loved watching NBA defense more than I love when people lock Luca up. Like I I I like playing defense. You know, I I kind of pride myself on playing defense at times. But I never really liked watching defense. I was always like I'd always cheer for the offensive player, right? And I I still cheer for the offensive player. I still want Luka to score. And I still respect him scoring, but maybe it's because I see what works and no one else does it. So when I see someone do it, it really brings like a different level of excitement to me while I'm watching the games. And uh, like I said, Ben Simmons, man, everyone who watched it or everyone who didn't see it, go back and look at Ben Simmons' uh, defensive highlights on Luka, um, their last game against each other. It was it was beautiful. It was just poetry in motion on the defensive end. Yeah, I mean, that was a that was like a a scorching hater take, but maybe not supernova. I will say, uh, like Luca, I don't mind that the tough threes. You know, great players are gonna hit those. The the cool like the mid range bag that he's starting to show. Yeah, I, I like that. That's gonna carry him a long way. Yeah, but this like him getting like five to ten right side layups just because. Just because he's got that, like, slow down the two steps and hang in the air a little bit. Yeah. 
Like, bro, that is not an unstoppable move. <laughs> right. And he makes that shit, and it's, like, this is where I agree with you. The defense, like, act like brain dead when he does that shit. Yeah. It, it makes, I don't get it, and I hope, you know, we'll see this playoff run because he's going to have more attention on him, obviously. We'll see what that looks like, but the, the amount of layups he gets is just embarrassing. It is, and it's not about him being good because, you know, LeBron doesn't even get that many layups. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's not about, like, he's so good, he just gets layups. It's really, maybe it's more of me hating when people play bad defense on him than it does when people play good defense on him, than it is me loving when people play good defense. It just, it pains me so much when I see him get the easy shots that should be defended. Yes, the easy, specifically layups for me, I completely agree with you. Because he... Like you said, it's not an unsolvable move or else Paul George would be averaging 50. Because he was like, when he was at his peak, he was he mastered that for like two years. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot of guys who aren't even that good would be getting 25 points a game if it was an unstoppable layup. But he just blows past people. And it's not like he has a lot of shooters that you can't leave. Like, Brunson's been hitting some good shots, but if Luka's coming right, I'm leaving Brunson. Like, it's so... His game, he's so basic, too. Like, he's so limited with his... The the, the moves he chooses to make. Yeah. Uh, and we Again, we talked about this. If he's going left, it's a step back. Or he's going left to come back to his right hand. It, it, it seems... <laughs> Remember the... Co- <laughs> Remember yeah, Covington? Bro. It was yes. <laughs> Force them left. If I see and then another just stood game, back and let him lay it up bro. in his face. Yes, bro. <laughs> if yeah. I see if another he's going game, left, he's gonna... go ahead, dude. If I see another game where he gets like ten just straight line drives to the right, I'm gonna fucking scream. Or he goes left and comes right over the front of the basket, a little a yes. finger roll that everyone just gets out the way for. The crazy thing is he he has he doesn't really have a reverse game. Like I've never seen him come from the left like under the basket and like hit a tough reverse. Dude, he's got two th- options if he's at the rim: uh, pump a uh, two foot pump fake or or uh, slow down my steps. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Other than that, it's just a regular finger roll that everyone in high school can do. Yes. And it, teams act like it's just like the most incredible thing ever. <laughs> He's just that good. We just can't stop him. <laughs> yes. It's so annoying. And, oh, my God. And I texted you this, but Paul George will strap him like for three straight plays. And then Luka hits like a ridiculous t- tough shot. And then Paul George, like, switches his whole game plan up. Like, man, I got to show him a different look so he can't get that tough shot again. Like, no, exactly. you were playing great. He's going to hit some shots. I just think there's so much overreaction to, like like you said, a guy hit a tough shot. That doesn't mean you have to guard him differently. Right. Like, you did your job. You made him take a tough shot, and 80% of the, the left step backs that Luka takes yeah. are heavily contested. They are. Like you're you're cutting that off so he could drive right and get layups and free throws. They're heavily contested and they're at 
you know, crazy range. They're six feet right. behind the line. So, exactly. I mean, PG's already told us that's a bad shot. So, I mean, you know, he's one step back behind, one step back six feet behind the line is a bad shot. But Luca's, I got to switch my whole game plan up. Yeah, man. I, I feel like. Again, it's it's just no discipline. Like, I got to strap him. I can't just play good defense and live with the results. I either got to strap him or let him cook me. Right. Like, that, that, that's not the only option. <laughs> it's not. It's not. But Dallas is playing much better. The um, Their overall depth is starting to impact the game a lot more. Yeah. yeah. Hardaway's had a good couple of games. Um, Finney Smith is getting a little more consistent. Uh you know, and Brunson has been playing really well, playing really big for them in the fourth quarters of games. Yeah, dude, Brunson's one of those, like, he's not really good at anything. And he's another guy, it seems like teams don't know that he's left-handed. Yeah, that's true, yeah. It's, it's like, it's like you got two guards who teams just can't figure out, even though they're pretty simple. Yeah, and um, Brunson has that like little stop and go thing he does that like trips everybody. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. He drives <laughs> yeah. hard left and he stops for a second and then he goes back and drives hard and like people. It, it's like a hezzy, but everybody. like a more. It's like a more uh, exaggerated hezzy, I guess. Yeah, it's like that <laughs> slam on the brakes yeah, kind of yeah. thing. And it's and he, yeah, yeah, it's just I don't know what it, uh, NBA guys are like confused. Yeah. I, I do think uh, one negative, and it's not Kali Stein because he's picked up the energy a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm starting to doubt that Josh Richardson fits this team. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. Like it's not anything. I can't really pinpoint the big reason why yet. Uh huh. But I I think the playoffs will give us a, a good insight whether he really doesn't fit or maybe it's just. He just hasn't really played that well, right? It might it might just be because Seth is just cooking in Philly too. Yeah, that could be true. And the thing is, I think I think Richardson he kind of had big shoes to fill with Seth, right? And the thing is, he's not that good of a shooter. He hits open shots, but he's not that great of a shooter. So you know, he's like he he's like a. He doesn't have a specific offensive role, I think. That's what's hurting him a little bit. Yeah, that's that's how I feel, too. I, I think he's kind of like a... Um, he reminds me a little bit of, like, Norman Powell's role. Like, when the I, momentum I is good, yeah, Richardson may catch fire. Like, if everyone is on fire, the crowd's into it, Richardson plays well. And he plays really strong defense. He might get a clutch defensive stop. But if he's not doing that... You know he's he's not there, <laughs> and it's it's just weird. Again, I can't really know because he played like this in Philly. It's just very uh, random with him. Like sometimes he's dribbling a lot. Sometimes he's like a strict slasher. Yeah. Sometimes he's a floor spacer. Uh, I don't know. I can't really tell how much of that is him and how much of that is just how the teams are using him. Because in Miami, it looked good. Well, you know, I think Philly and Miami both had better tempo than Dallas. You know, they they both pushed the ball really hard. And a lot of times Dallas is just give it to Luka and we'll just play the half-court game. They don't really have a lot of... But 
they play in transition a lot, especially when Luca isn't out there. Yeah, when Luca isn't out there, but Richardson's out there normally when Luca's out there. That that's the I mean and they play in transition, but it's not like a um it's not like how Miami does or it's not like how Philly does. Like I think their tempo is a little bit slower than theirs, especially Miami cuz Miami used to come down full speed, two passes, we're getting a shot off. And they don't really do that that much on Dallas, I don't think, for Richardson at least. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, what else? What other big stories do we have? Yo, I, I know this can't be real, bro. I know Cassius Stanley is not in the fucking dunk contest. I didn't know he was even in, in the league. He's in the G League, bro. Oh, really? He's like he's in, in he's on Indiana's roster, but he's he's been playing for their G League. Well, um, Diallo did that. Remember Diallo won the dunk contest and he didn't play? I thought he was on, at least sitting on OKC at that point. Well, I think he was, you know, one of those that, I think he was on two-way. Like, I think he was starting for the G League team and, you know, suited up for the main I'm team. Telling you, I'm telling you right now, if Zion doesn't do a dunk contest within the next five years, dunk contest is dead. Uh, well, because I, I, dude, I, in there. I don't need. Mm, that's cool. <laughs> well, you know what? Zion has to go against like Stanley Anthony because there's Simons, smoke, bro. Yeah, I didn't even know he had bounce like that. Oh yeah, he is. He is stupid bounce. You didn't know he had bounce? All right. Simon's I mean, hell no. <laughs> I'm not picking him to win. I'm just saying he has bounce. I mean, like he's athletic. I just, I, I didn't see dunk contest bounce. Oh yeah, he doesn't do anything but that one hand, or you know, really a one hand dunk. So I don't know. I don't know if he has that kind of body control. Like yo, like did Edwards turn it down? I just feel like this is. I feel like they set it up for Zion to catch an easy one, because Zion could just, he could walk through this one easily. Yeah. Gordon should go ahead and get his win right here. <laughs> like, they got it. He got it. It's his. He could do the dunks he did already. And Cassius Stanley, bro. No disrespect to him, but, like, I, I could not care less about him being in the dunk contest. But you know the smoke between him and Zion, right? Not really. He He broke Zion's vertical record at Duke. That's really it. <laughs> oh, that's that's cool. Zion has to come get him. You like he has to show him that vertical record doesn't mean anything because I don't know. think he has to show that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's obvious that Zion is like a a better dunker. I don't give a shit about his Cassius is vertical, <laughs> and not just because he's not just because Zion's bigger. Like I just think. Zion is is way more coordinated in the air. He is. He is. I'm just joking. <laughs> I just wonder if Zion thinks that. Like people saying, "Yo," uh, like when they first recruited Stanley, I bet people were hitting Zion like, "Yo, man, they got this dude. His vertical's higher than yours." Like, bro, if might... I was Zion, I would have just shrugged that shit off. Like, dude, I don't <laughs> care. I don't know if you could dunk like this dude, man. He gets up so high. Like, whatever. 
Bro, I never, I never noticed Cassius Stanley's bounce at Duke. Never. Why did he go one and done? <laughs> I couldn't tell you that either. I'm pretty sure the Wizards fucking drafted his ass too. <laughs> oh, he's 21. Oh yeah, that's the one and done, I guess. I, seeing those those dunk contest names, I was like, wow, they're this they're just throwing the weekend away, I guess. Right. All right, we're, uh, real quick, let's get into the uh, Clippers. You, well, do you want to? <laughs> what is there to get that we haven't talked about? You're right. It, it's still just... I don't know how long it's going to take for them to realize Kawhi and PG aren't, isn't it? Like, that's not the two you need. Like, Dude, I, it's, not, it's not that... I don't think that's... You, you're wording it poorly. I just don't think Kawhi is like a, <laughs> like a, a, you know, a dynamic duo guy. That's true. You don't think there's any other person that would play good with Kawhi though, as a duo. I mean, there there are there are players who could play well with him. I mean, uh, like as your second leading scorer though. They could still thrive. Like they wouldn't thrive, but they could still play well. Oh, okay, but they but wouldn't. The problem, be a they would never thrive. I got gotcha. you. I don't know, man. The Clippers are weird. I see. I see championship like play style from them at times. I keep talking about it. When they move the ball, they look great. Mm-hmm. But their ball movement just like just instantly dies kind of like we were talking about the rockets just collapsing so quick like they go from everybody touches the ball to to nobody touches the ball right and i I don't know why i can't really it's not really defense defenses haven't changed that much it's just damn it's Kawhi, bro I, i don't even like paul george i don't even respect pg enough to blame him for when they like suck because PG yeah. clearly ain't the number one guy. That's obvious. But right. Like, Kawhi, Kawhi, when he plays poorly, he, like, shuts down the rest of the team. Yeah. These PG yeah, just misses true. shots and, and just, you know, plays soft. Right. Yeah, I mean, that that's a good distinction because it, it isn't really... It isn't really... Um, Paul George overall playing bad that ruins the whole team. Because I think if Paul George played okay for the full game, like he was just okay the whole night, they'd be better off than when he's just okay and Kawhi is just okay or Kawhi is below uh, spectacular. Because that's when it it just looks like it's everywhere. Like it's just bad all over the court. It ruins everything, like you said. It, it it doesn't help them at all having both of them if they're not both at elite level, and then it's so hard to get them both at elite levels, like a full eclipse or something. It's like a solar eclipse when they actually are both playing well, like to the best of their ability. Yeah. Have they have they both had thirty ever? Uh, I don't think so. I think they both come close a number of times. I've definitely seen like one get twenty nine, one get like twenty seven. Yeah, right. 
Uh, it's just, yeah, bro, it's Kawhi to me. Kawhi's just stiff. He's not, he, he like, he constantly kills the system even though he doesn't have to. Yeah, he definitely doesn't. And, and, and even, to keep it even simpler, because, like, some people would disagree with me, you know, some people probably see it differently. What pisses me off more than anything at this point with those two guys is... I keep watching Clippers games and and I don't see them impact the game defensively. Either of them? Like yeah, I, I Patrick Beverly yeah. could do it. He doesn't do it often, mm-hmm. but he can do it. I see Draymond right. Green could do it. I see dude, right. I see like Jalen Brown does it while getting 35. Right? But but Kawhi Leonard like it's like shooting a lot of shots takes a lot out of him, but he still wants to shoot a lot of shots. Yeah. Like, it just, it's, they're not playing like championship players. That's what it is. I agree. Yeah. Yep. I, right. I can't we wait to see other, uh... how Ty lose to blame, though. <laughs> you think they're going to blame him for real? I mean, if they, like, I'm blow another fucking series lead. Huh? If they blow another series lead, uh, I definitely... Uh, they can't blame Ty Lue for another blown series lead. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. But if right they come right. in and, like... You remember what uh, Miami did to Milwaukee? Just made them look stupid? Yeah. If, if, some, if somebody comes in and does that to them... Oh, Ty Lue's out of there. Yeah. Along with half the fucking roster, probably. <laughs> yeah. They gonna blame it on the Clipper curse. That's what they gonna do. Yeah. Yeah. They probably will. Or, I mean... If this team comes back with the exact same roster next year, what do you say? If they don't win, obviously. If, like, literally what they got right now... Literally what they have right now, if they don't win the championship and they come back with this exact roster, what do you say to the Clippers? Uh, they're a disappointing contender again. Okay. Like, I'll, I'll automatically assume they'll disappoint me. I mean, I kind of assume that now. Yeah. So. I think they're going to have a rough time because I think, I think they are... Are they third right now? I don't know. I see they, them they... first round out r- right now, honestly. In the in the West. Stop. <laughs> Stop. What? Well, they, they play Portland? They're out of here. Stop. They started today. No they play way. Portland. They're out of here. <laughs> oh, I, I'm not going to spend 20 minutes talking about that. but uh, If they play I Portland, just, they disagree. are out of here. Dude, I disagree. Huh? I disagree. <laughs> Well, Portland will be healthy by the playoffs. I don't care. Oh, Portland's Portland's health is not the problem. You know that. <laughs> They're out of here, dude. I'm telling you. Uh, watch. Watch. PG's going to get his feelings hurt. You think Damian Lillard's going to let PG beat him? Honestly. Probably not. Probably, it'll, it'll go seven. Uh, it'll probably go seven. And another, another shot at the end. Another bad shot. <laughs> <laughs> Damien is getting him out of here. 
Dude, if Damian does some shit like that, if Damian suns them in the playoffs, I'll never respect Paul George again. Bro, you remember the bubble when Damian missed the free throws, right? Yeah, yeah, they were rapping. Like, he's oh talking all that shit. <laughs> you remember Patrick Beverly on the bench, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damian is not letting them beat him. He'll probably average 60 if he has to. They are not getting past Portland. No way. Zero chance. And you think they could beat the Suns? Yes. No. No. Dude, they could beat everybody. They again, they can beat everybody but the Lakers. Okay, do you think uh, they will beat the Suns? Yes. You think they'll beat Denver? Probably not. <laughs> Their right options now. Jokic, right now. Jokic definitely averaging 40. Their options right now, Suns, Spurs, Trailblazers, or Nuggets. They can only beat the Spurs to me out of those. I, I think CP is going to give them a, a rough a rough series. I hate that you're right. I hate I hate that you're right, but like you're you're right. No one no one is guarding Booker. Now he's playing this year. They they'll beat the Spurs though pretty easily, I think. I think that I think that's who they it's want. Just, with Portland, my thing is with Portland, I you know I don't trust them more than I don't trust the Clippers. Mm-hmm. And with the Suns, I just uh, I don't know how ready they're gonna be. Okay, that's fair. CP, especially for the Suns, is fair. Yeah, and I don't like CP as like a playoff leader. Well. He gets he gets mad he gets mad chaotic as a playoff guy. I I tell you what, man. Remember when I texted you about Westbrook? He has to stop mm-hmm. talking trash because the teams love to 100%. beat him. Yeah, Patrick Beverly has a lot of guys who hate his trash talk. That are coming right at him. You think C? I mean, I, the problem with CP is CP can, if he plays well, he could ruin the game for his own team. Like sometimes, the better he plays, the worse the team looks as a team. So that's one thing that's kind of bad about Phoenix. My but, thing is Patrick Beverly's a bad teammate, bro, because he he'll like trash talk and then he'll expect other teammates of his to like back it up. And I mean, he, he was trashed on the game. He was hurt. He was right. on the he bench. He don't fucking play. Like he be, yeah. he's in foul trouble every other game. Right. Uh, and he just don't be playing enough to like really strap that often. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but I, dude, I think they're getting Portland out of there, bro. Six games. I think six games. Okay. Playoff P will finally awake. Playoff P will finally awaken. <laughs> He's another guy. The better he plays, the worse they may be. Because Kawhi is going to try to play hard, too. Oh, PG has 30? Let me let me get my 30. You, you know, the Clippers, to... the Clippers are so whack. I think the Clippers are so whack that uh, they could, like, beat the Suns or Portland and then lose to San Antonio. <laughs> if they lose to San Antonio, I'm trading everybody. Like, we'll have a completely new roster the next season. Re- reset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, complete. I'll take all draft picks. I don't even need players. Just give me all We're draft the picks. Okay, okay, C route. <laughs> Start from scratch. Yeah, because they cannot lose to San Antonio. 
Oh, by the way, bro, uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander has been balling. Absolutely. And it, it's gone criminally unnoticed. Mm-hmm. Not even underrated, just unnoticed. Yeah, it has. Uh, and if, if their record was maybe five games better, he's an all-star. I agree. I, I think, you know, I know Zion is, is you know, he's playing well. He's getting some highlights, but I I think I don't know if I would have picked him for the, the um, All Stars. I don't know why. I, I think how DeRozan is playing, where the Suns are. I mean, the Spurs are as bad as they are. I mean, You're I think right. he DeRozan I think he was the last. And uh, Zion is playing obviously rebounds and points. He's playing fantastic, but the Pelicans are doing nothing. They're not better than the Dunder to me. Yeah, they're throwing games. Yeah, and you're right. Shea Gilders Alexander has went unnoticed. Like I sometimes I wish there was a um, recognition for the guys who might have gotten snubbed, like a you know just to say that we know some guys who have playing really well because he won't get Western Conference Player of the Week or anything. They don't have any um, mid-level awards. Which I, I get it. You don't want to give participation trophies, but he's doing more than participating right now. He's leading the team. I mean, it's it's impressive. Yeah, man. I, I okay. See, I, I I wish. I hope they put him on TV a couple times. Mm. Uh, I just I haven't gotten a chance to watch them much. I haven't seen them on TV yet. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm, I mean, I'm not surprised. The roster is. This is rough, but they're playing great. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's this is a roster that's so perfect for a guy like Al Horford, by the way. Yeah. Like like Al Horford's been the last couple of years, he's been expected to be like a championship piece for teams. <laughs> yeah. Like that's that's unfair to him. This is his game right here. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh we got music today for those listening, so we're not just gonna sports you to death. Um, we're gonna take a break, and I'll play uh, this Bryson record that we started with, Seven. That was uh, Bryson Tiller, Seven O'clock. Um, real quick for our listeners, um, well, one announcement is we're going to video soon, so. With that being said, on YouTube, we're not going to be able to play full records, and I've already gotten complaints from Universal a few times that uh, deleted a couple episodes, so if you wondering what happened to an episode, uh, that's what that's what happened. So I had to um, repost the episode without the music in it, so if we keep getting complaints of music, probably won't keep having the full songs, but as far as I know, we could play 30 seconds of stuff, but until they stop us again, I'm gonna keep playing full songs so just so people don't get confused later of why we just abruptly stop so all right where do you want to start in music uh <clears throat> we can start with the bryson deluxe okay uh that was nice man Solid. yeah it, yeah. it again you know deluxe is we don't i don't got too much to okay. say uh but i'm i liked how it kind of added a, a little bit of a little more of a like a layer to the album, if that makes sense. 
I agree. It, it made it feel like more of an album. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. And honestly, if he, you know, I had the petty complaint that 10 tracks wasn't enough after all that time. If he just put yeah. this out, I would have been happy. And the reports that it's going to be a three-part, I'm I'm good. More is coming, for sure. And you know what? This probably was the album that right. he trimmed down for the release. I believe it. You know? I believe it. Um, and he got into his... Uh, the real trap soul that we... Uh, you know, that he gave a sprinkles of on the first album with, like, Rambo and stuff like that. The rapping that he does. Yeah. Um, I, I liked it. Yeah. Added some energy to the album, too. Which is cool. Yeah, man. I'm, ha- I'm happy he's back back putting out music, man. It's, it's, he's, he's a top-tier artist, honestly. Yeah, he is. He, he's one of those guys who's found what he does, and he does it so, so well. Right. And everyone's excited for it every time, every time. Um, you got a you got a favorite from the deluxes? Uh, I liked seven o'clock. I also liked uh, what is it? What is it? What's... I liked losing focus too. Um, yeah, that was mine. Uh, some some about it. I just I I really liked. It stood out to yeah. me a little bit more than the other tracks, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, me too. Go check that out. Anniversary Deluxe. I, what else? I caught up on the uh, Dua Lipa Deluxe, unfortunately. <laughs> it's right. not that it's Give bad. It it's not that it's bad. But it's... Yeah. It just, I didn't feel, I don't know what, why, I'm not really sure why, Uh, I just didn't get that same, like, fresh pop excitement that I got from the actual album. I agree. Like, the the tracks just didn't, weren't as catchy as they were off the actual album. Right. But, like, it didn't, I didn't hate them, I didn't think they were, like, awful. Right. Uh, It was just... It didn't feel like an addition to the album. It felt like it felt more forced. I'll just yes. say that. Yes, that and that's what I would say. I think they it felt like she was trying to make singles with these. Yes. Opposed to letting album cuts get popular. She said, "All right, I got some that'll that are going straight to the club." Like she like I don't think anyone else heard this. She just said, "All right, these are done. Send these to all the clubs." Like <laughs> they're playing this. Yeah, like you know, what I mean, it didn't let people test the didn't test the atmosphere first or anything. Yeah. And I'm cool with her, without her collabing with rappers. It could stop. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why she's trying to it. force that. That's so unnecessary. <laughs> I, I do not need it at all. JID of all people, too. I mean, <laughs> I mean, good pick, but uh, I didn't fuck with it. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, when I say JID of all people, I'm saying like, I don't. No one listens to him and say, "Man, he should be on a pop record." Like, I don't think anybody's saying yeah, that. It's, it's a weird pick. I I don't even know like how how do they get in touch to like make music together? Like, are they fans <laughs> of each other or like what's the connection? I 
I completely agree. I said the same thing to myself. Like, what is this? Like, yeah. who who has whose number here? <clears throat> All right. What else? Um, I, this is this is the only other positive, uh, the only good project I heard over the uh-huh. last couple weeks. Uh, a lucky day, table for two. Yes, and the uh, um, premise behind it was duets, table for two. Uh, he had some solid um, features on there. And and this I mean, like the concept of it, the concept of it, how, like you said, it's like a duet thing. The most important thing for this project to be good was chemistry. And that's mm-hmm. probably the best aspect of this project. I agree. Like it, it felt yeah. like it really felt like a duo performing these songs. Yeah, it did. And it it, it just it, it sounded did. good. And the artist, the, every artist fits seamlessly. Even the artists I didn't know sounded great. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, Queen Najo is probably the standout again for me. She's she's been killing it with everything I've heard her in lately, but. Yep. Uh, I I really enjoyed this man. I, seven tracks, something about it being seven tracks was perfect. Uh, <laughs> yep. Maybe it's just because I've been kind of demoralized with music the last little <laughs> while or what, but yeah, I had I had this on replay for a while, man. Yeah, it's it's really really good, and it's not. I you know I liked the range he had on here as far as like it's not just love song you to death. You know, yes. I feel like when people think duets, they think you know Marvin Gaye or like uh, um, D'Angelo or somebody like someone who's really just gonna love song the crap out of you with a duet. But this was like, it just felt it was just so smooth. Like I, I never felt anything forced. Like you said, the chemistry was was clean. It was it was just. It was nice, man. It was fluid. Very fluid. I, I feel like that's another thing that artists who have a lot of features on their albums, like uh, like artists like Ty Dolla Sign or... Uh, I can't think of somebody right now, but they run into the issue of, all right, I have one feature here. I'm going to completely switch the tone up because I got another feature that's nothing like the last feature. But, like, I didn't... He didn't do... I didn't feel that at all. It was just a very smooth transition from feature to feature. Uh, right. So, it was great. Uh, he He's on his way in R&B. Yeah, this was my first uh, first project. I, I, I was... Man, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, his... I mean, his first project had a... He did that thing where he released a bunch of singles and then just made an album out of all the songs you already heard. On his first uh, album, yeah. so uh, you've probably heard every song on there as a single, but just haven't heard them together. But I mean, it was nice. It was nice, and his features have been really good lately. I, I think there's kind of an open space for the quote-unquote king of R&B. No offense to Jacquees, but he don't have it. <laughs> Actually, much offense to him. He he don't have the crown right now. Chris Brown is a little eh, here and there, so I think Lucky Day could be the front runner soon. 
the guy people look to for R&B? Um, yeah, as far as guys go, I'm, I'm with that, to be honest. Yeah. You know, uh, this album uh, reminds me of the... You made a really good point when we talked about Queen Naja's, just like her, how her, the subject of her music was like genuine. Yeah. Uh, that's what I felt in this one too. Like you said, it wasn't just love song you to death. It felt real. Yeah, it did. Uh, and I think that was what made it so good for me. It felt like seven conversations. Yeah. Uh, like six true conversations. Someone who, you know, has any kind of relationship with somebody would have. So yeah, good point. Yep. All right. He said that was the last good one. What else did you hear? Robin. Robin yeah. Good old Robin Bick, man. What's he doing, bro? <laughs> <laughs> On earth and in heaven. Uh My... <laughs> I'll start with this one. Go ahead. So he he's had that Take Me Higher has been on all the um, basketball NBA commercials for some reason. Like the, you know, the outro for ESPN mm-hmm. after they leave the ESPN tracks or whatever, then they hit Yeah, they're, the, starting to, they're starting to play that new thing with Snoop Dogg and like Ice Cube. Yeah, yeah, they are, yeah, yeah. But I, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Take Me Higher had a little run during the slow-mo... Jason Tatum layups and stuff, you know. Um, yep. <laughs> I only like two songs on here, and there's eleven. And you know, Robin has had his share of drama. You know, Paula Patton, the Miley Cyrus incident. <laughs> uh. Hang it up, Robin. Dude, I did Yo, this guy, this guy waited seven years. I did not forget about his last music L. Like, dude, he acted like, I didn't forget that you, bro, you, Paula Patton dumped you, and you were so, like, you were so up in arms about it, you made a fucking album about her. Yeah. That that was was a fucking L. L. That was one of the biggest L's I've ever listened to. (laughs) The worst part is... Robin has made like the same songs over and over again. What is the one on here that is just lost without you again? Um, what is it? One of these is like, you know, his hit "Lost Without You." Yeah, <laughs> it's been like a couple weeks, but uh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, I'm like, dude, what isn't this? What is this? They use I the didn't... same keys, the same um. Yeah, notes. I'm, I didn't notice it because it's been just so long since I listened to anything from him. <laughs> well, like whichever said, one bro. it is, I'm like, wow, he's just making loss without you again. Huh? He's really hit rock bottom because none of this is good, man. He's speaking Spanish a lot on here. Hola, Lola Mia. Trash, bro. He's like trying to catch up. That's what it sounds like. Or he's trying to like keep yeah, up. Try- it's just bad, bro. It's bad. I didn't like shit on here. There's a couple. I like the Take Me Higher song. I think that's cool. But I, I probably only like it because I've seen it on the NBA game so much. So I kind of felt familiar. And um, 
Which one? I think I liked. I like the first song. I like Lucky Star. I think, but the rest of it. Mm. It's just I, painfully. It's cool. It's not trash. It's not. Don't get me wrong. Like you know, I, I'd been trashing this if this was like awful. It's yeah. just. It's painfully forgettable. It is. Painfully, like it is. And I it's didn't, painfully I didn't, forced. Yes. No. I. What, what we just said about Lucky Day and and just being genuine. That, that's not what I heard here. I heard more Ariana Grande here. That's what I heard here. And it, it sounded like he was trying to, like, make the next hit wedding song or something. Like, yeah. <laughs> they were so uh, cliche. The love songs on here were very cliche. Like, yeah, bro. Oh, every, he, like, doesn't everybody's know. Everybody's going to think this song's good. Huh? He doesn't, he, like, doesn't know what aspect of love, like, he wants to focus on. <laughs> Explain. So he, Break that down. <laughs> like he just he goes into like like all these romantic situations, and, and like you said, it doesn't like it sounds forced. It sounds yeah. like he's just throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, and he's not he's not a bad artist, but like you know. You just, I just don't care to ever hear anything from him again. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Not On that I was excited album. for this. <laughs> right, right. I don't think anybody was. On the Blurred Lines album, I think he showed a bit of range, a bit of versatility. That and he just threw all that in the trash. I we haven't Paula seen that. that with him. Yo, you don't get the reputation of being versatile if you get a triple-double once. You know what I mean? Like right. you have to do yeah. it repeatedly. Yeah, and, and that's and that, that hasn't that's been the, the thing. case. He showed it. <laughs> right, he showed a flash. I don't know if Paula took that with her, or maybe because he doesn't want to work with Pharrell again. <laughs> because Pharrell did what he did and ruined his. Oh my god! Know, after the Blurred Lines incident, the case that Pharrell lost him all that money. He hasn't made a good song, you know. He can't get a good producer, I guess. Oh, so, that's rough, man. That's rough. It's out of my mind, by the way, is the one that sounds just like Lost Without You. <laughs> but for those who want to hear Lost Without You again, there it is. Out of my mind. Um, That's all I got for Robin, man. I, I'm not going to lie. Listening to it, it was easy listening. Like, it wasn't something that I was like, man, I gotta turn this off. But it wasn't anything I'll ever save in my library at all, ever. Or listen to again. I I never, like, people ask me what I listened to in 2021. I'll never remember this. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. That's that's a good point. Good, real good point. Um, you hear anything else? Uh, no, that's it as far as projects for me. I heard, um, Tiana Major 9, who's featured on the Lucky Day album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I heard her project, and I liked it a lot. It was, I thought it was very good. It's called Major Mantras. Now, I want people to know that um, the first half of it is just all like interludes. So before you listen to it, go ahead and skip down to exclusively, because everything... 
I won't worry, I'm not strong, I am proud of myself, is just her repeating that over and over and over again. The whole song. And I and I'm not exaggerating. Mm. Like literally. And it's not a song. It, it really is like an interlude. It's only like a minute. But the second half she has on here, um she has the song Collide from the Queen and Slim soundtrack that was kind of a hit with Earth Gang. The rest of this man is it's solid, solid R and B. I I really, really, really enjoyed it. I don't know. I don't really have like a big deep dive to go into. It was very vulnerable of an album, but I liked it. So, okay, I'm, I might get to that. Yeah, and it's short because, like I said, it's only the second half. It's about one, two, three, four. It's like eight songs, eight or nine songs. So it's not that much, but and it's quick, but it's really, really, really good. And she's good. I haven't heard a bad feature from her since I've seen her name on stuff. So, and that's Tiana Major Nine. Uh, anything else I heard? No, I haven't heard any other full projects. Did you hear? You heard singles though. Um, I mean, yeah, here and there. Nothing special. <clears throat> I will say Car- Cardi's kind of first single in a while was kind of disappointing. Up in his stuff? I mean, it was cool, but like, I don't know, but I, I, maybe I've heard too much Megan The Stallion last oh, few yeah. months. Yeah, I get what you mean. I know where you're going with that. I just like, I feel like I, I liked Invasion of Privacy because there was more than just like strip club anthems. Mm-hmm. But you know, again, I, I I'm I'm still excited for the album whenever we get that. Yeah, I gotcha. Up and is stuck. Well, up, it, it's a hit, but it was like a clear, easy hit. Like it was just a yes. Might have been a T ball hit. Huh? Her, her rapping was good. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. The beat is crazy. Um. You know, it's repetitive, so it's, it's catchy. People repeat it over and over, so I get what she was doing. So I, I, she, I she get, timed I get it like perfectly to. Yeah, she timed she it perfectly because uh, I was starting to get sick of uh, body adi adi, bro. That shit, I can't stand that fucking song anymore. <laughs> I can't either. It was cool the first time, but it was cool I, for like since the first three, time. four days. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And if and it's, like you said, it's a strip anthem. So it's one of those, if you don't actually see someone dancing to it, I'm not saying strippers. I'm just saying if you, if like someone's not actually dancing to the song, I I can't bear it any other, for any other reason. I understand if I see some choreography to it. All right, yeah. cool, I get it. But I'm not, it's not a good song to me. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. Yeah, but up in the stuck, I think, I think it should. I think it's a good start for her album. It, it, I think it makes me more excited for her album, and okay, that's how fair. she's coming rapping wise. Uh, nothing else. No other singles. Uh, no other big ones that come to mind. I mean, the Jay Z uh in Nipsey was pretty great. Yeah, it was good. It's really good. Yeah, I didn't like that. I I listened to that project and I didn't. I didn't love it, but I I did like the Jay Z and Nipsey. But I mean, I've been I've been faking on the movie, man. I still got I'm I'm about to watch it though. 
Oh, yeah, I haven't watched it. You know, I haven't watched it, and I know I should watch it because it's good film, it's good actors, but, like, I know what happens at the end, and it's just, just stuff like that. It's tough for me to watch stuff like that. Yeah, man, I just, I keep, like, I keep telling myself, like, I'm going to watch it today, and Uh then I just, I don't want to. (laughs) Like, it might be kind of what you're saying, maybe the subject matter, uh, maybe because it kind of get how it plays out but I, I will I will at worst force myself to watch it at some point yeah I, same here I'll watch it for the um, you know for the art of it yeah but as far as the movie especially with the black history stuff for me man I, I can't I can't watch it knowing what happens that's all like I know I know how this ends ends for all the you know a lot of the black history movies ends the same way so it's like right you know i do want to see like this is kind of the first time where kaluuya uh is gonna have to command the screen yeah and i've never really like widows he was he had a tiny role but he was good in that Mm -hmm. uh and i want to see what he does as like a more central you know character yeah and get out was more of the story more about right, right. everything else. Yeah, he just didn't he, he didn't have to command the screen in a lot of his other roles. Yeah. You know, yeah. he he was in Black Panther for kind of a, a minimal role as well, so Yeah. We'll see. All right. Well, speaking of movies, good transition. <laughs> the little things. The little things. We finally have the review for you guys. Um uh, I'm sure if you wanted to see it, you saw it by now, but we'll give you our thoughts. Who wants to go first? You want to go first? You definitely liked it more than I did, I, f- I feel like. so. What? Uh, Me? <laughs> I feel like you still, dude, if I had watched it, I wouldn't, wouldn't even have told you to watch it. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> but you said you wanted to watch it. Yeah, because I thought it was, it would be, I didn't think it would suck that bad. Well, this is, for me, if you, like, I wouldn't tell you watch something that I know you have no interest in watching that I know is trash. I got you, I got you. Like yeah. the, yeah, like like the um, Rosamund Pike movie, you should watch right. that, even if you weren't planning on watching it. But if it was something that you said you wanted to watch, I wouldn't say don't watch it, just because I think it's I'm trash. Mad. You know what pisses me off? <sighs> oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you got it. I just think, I just if Denzel wasn't in this movie, I wouldn't be pressed to watch it. And, and after <laughs> seeing it, I'm, yeah, I, I, I was right. <laughs> what do you mean, I, dude? I, You're it's, right. It's not that this movie again. This movie didn't suck. Like it wasn't awful. I, I just hated it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where to start. Break it down. Let's start. Let me go positives first. Because, again, I don't think this movie is awful. I thought Jared Leto's uh, performance was awesome. Okay. He, he's not in the movie as much as he probably should be. Uh, but his performance was, like, the the right amount of, like, creepy, uh, like, kind of unsettling, uh, kind of like the typical, yeah. like, the, like, an evil villain guy. But he played that psycho yeah. character like in a in a way I hadn't seen before. 
mm-hmm. where he was like this nor like he kind of played it off as maybe like a normal guy, but you could tell he was super creepy. I thought he did that really well. Uh, I agree. And I thought, I mean, Denzel's acting was great as always. Mm-hmm. In the first, the first like 30, 40 minutes of the movie, they they kind of they set up this interesting backstory to him. Yeah, that that they just kind of threw away until the like until the end. At one point. It, it, what do you mean? I mean, we're spoiling it, so it's not like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spoiler yeah. alert, by the way, for if yeah. you haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, the, the the real problem with this movie and is pacing. It's, it's paced like okay. utter trash. Like they they drag okay. out the the intro to, to Denzel's character, then they kind of brush through the case the case that's they're like going through. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they forget about Denzel's backstory. It's just like a basic. They're just investigating together. Yeah. Like right. I just I, I didn't like how the movie progressed act to act. I didn't like how um they they would kind of lead in a direction and then just kind of forget about it. Yeah. Uh and the movie was I don't know, man, what'd you think? Um I said I said on here before, I hate when movies just uh Like, they just star us to death. Go through the motions. No, not just that, but I hate when the only reason this movie is even, like, why anyone is watching it is because of the people in it. Yes. Because the story is not good. It's not. It's It's, it's basic. Right. It's it's like a Law & Order episode. It's not even as good. Yep. So, So it's like, to me... Take Denzel out of this. Take um, Rami Malek out of this, and just give me like a mid-major actor. You know, I consider Leto a top, uh, upper echelon as far as talent. Maybe not as far as as like, uh, like notoriety, yeah. but as far as talent, he's upper echelon to me. So take someone who's just mid-level talent and have him in the same role. It's the same movie. Nothing changes. So you you have, to me, I don't like when you cast Denzel to do something anyone, like, That's every the black problem. actor can do that. That's the problem. He, like, I thought he, he was acting well, and then by the end of the movie, I'm like, anybody could have done this. I can't think of, like, an older black actor right now, but, I mean, Danny Glover would have did just as great in 100%. this. 100%. It wouldn't have changed. 100%. Um... Like I said, I can't name a lot. Dude, of the Idris, guys right Idris now, Elba has done this with Luther. Like this is not. This has been yeah. done. It's, yeah, Forrest Whitaker would have been good at this. A hundred percent. So it's like, why is Denzel in it? Jamie I mean, Fox could have pulled Malik. this off. Like, who? Jamie Fox. He could have pulled it oh, off. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, um, and Rami Malek was his character was worthless honestly like i i could have got someone he was written at the trash. local theater the Dude, local he, theater could have played him like some just a random guy just say hey man have you acted in something yeah he could have been rami malik's role 
And Rami Malek is the Academy Award winner, right? He was... I feel bad for him, bro. He was miscast, 100%. Yeah, it, for sure. He would have... Dude, I think he would have played, like, the, the evil guy more, like, a better than than a fucking FBI agent or, or the DA. That's what he was. Yeah. Bro, first of all, he's a trash, like... He's not, like, a normal, like, big stature guy. Right. And, and this movie introduces him as, like, this tough guy who's, like, tell telling people in the office like how to do shit but like he doesn't sell he doesn't sell that like intimidation at all and not only do they do that they make it seem like he's like sherlock like he's this genius detective yes. the captain made it seem like he's the best since denzel like it, i lost him and i got you my golden goose or whatever he said like he's he does nothing of any intelligence the whole movie no. he just he's he rides uh denzel's like experience the whole time dude what's the what's the guy's name in end of watch with jake gyllenhaal oh uh michael pena he could have played that role just as good as a hundred percent like and he's a t- i don't think he's a good actor at all not for serious stuff and he would have killed this yep i mean it, so to me like they, they cast all these guys and leto's leto did great in his role but he's not the only one who could have done the role no, he's not, and and the problem is even with his role, like he's barely in the movie, right? And the the like again, there's the final dude. The final act of this movie is is like is such a bait and switch. <laughs> it's such a fucking an irritating bait and switch. Like they set you up for this for this confrontation for this like like this kind of impo- seemingly impossible situation. Yeah, it's just like okay. And, and like Remy Malik just loses his cool and the movie ends. <laughs> and it was more than losing his cool. That's the part that like I didn't like cuz like losing your cool like I don't know. To me, it was like a step above losing your cool. No, you're right. Yeah, I just No, I mean, I I agree with you, but I'm saying in real life, I don't think someone would do like go that crazy i think someone a normal person would just lose their cool but he took it like to the next level and he had no sign of short temper the rest of the movie yeah like they were kind of they were kind of making him seem slightly like he's kind of losing it because he's working so hard yeah but it was never go from suffer 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 to like blatantly snap in an instant and it was only for like a week that's the other thing like <laughs> It made it seem like it was years and years. Denzel was the one who's yeah, been trying to do this for years. Bro, he was talking about the, him being the golden goose. He was fucking whining the first day they were uh, surveilling. Uh, they were doing surveillance. Bro, bro, bro how answer are you this a- for me. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, go ahead? No, go ahead, go ahead. I just like, how are you, again, how are you this incredible like DA that everybody's hyped about? And all you're doing is relying on like the washed uh, police guy that got demoted to to solve the case for you, right? And he made it seem like he was a hot shot and like, yeah, Denzel, you can you can hang out, like yeah, like you can just be around. And then he started following completely following Denzel's lead. Yeah, that's what kind of got crazy to me. Just all there was like no moment where it switched authorities. It was just like, all right. 
you got it now. Like, now you're the lead detective, and I'm just along for the ride. He turned into Kevin Hart in Ride Along. And they, and they like, they do Denzel so dirty where, like, he, he's like Batman, like, like, figuring out the crime scene just because he's, like, paying attention to shit. Like, him seeing the window across the street. I'm like, dude, how do you not notice that? Right. They're acting like, oh, if you hadn't pointed us out, uh, pointed that out to us, we might have missed it. Like, y'all are trash if y'all would have missed that. Was the red hairband not in the in the box before? Like, was it not there? I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> so what happened? Like, the ending, I don't understand. I, I thought I saw it. Like, when he first looked there, I was like, it was there. Why is he faking it? Yep. This I, movie, from the moment uh, Remy Malek com- like completely loses his shit and and does the, the like the anime turnaround shovel kill. Yeah. Uh, the movie is like hustling to end after that. Yeah, it is. It it's is. like it goes from like you're building up, building up tension. With er- from the moment they started interacting with Jared Leto, the tension only built. Yeah. And then they built it, they built it, they built it, and then he just turns around and shovels him, and the movie wraps up in, like, five minutes. And the other thing is, I still don't know who was driving the brown car that they kept showing going down the road, and then all of a sudden a murder would happen. Because this car was green. Yes. So, like, I thought when, when he killed Leto... I thought the next twist was going to be them finding out that someone else was driving that car. But not, like, all of a sudden, Denzel is a cleaner, and it's over. Like Yes, bro. The movie's that's over. What, that pissed me off so much. And then, the, the, the thing is... Oh, go ahead. The, the thing with, like, the little things, like Denzel telling... Like, it's like, like, they promote the movie off of that... It's, it's just basic advice that he gave him. <laughs> like, they try to... they tr- He tried yeah, to, like, it throw it in at the end. They try to throw... He tried to throw it in at the end as, like, that's the overall, like, like arc of the movie. It Like, it had nothing to do with the movie. Right. It, like, <laughs> he threw it in, like, it's the little things, and it was just the red hair, hair thing, and then, you know, now you can sleep. But... Them doing that in the movie made us think, well, maybe it wasn't him because we all saw the red hair thing in his stash, and now apparently he had to fake one. And then, so it's like, yeah, was it the little things? Because it's like 60 people died, or not 60, it was like 10 girls, and just the one hair thing is going to ruin Rami Malik's whole life? That's what he can't sleep about? What about the other nine girls that died? Yeah. And the one didn't sell shot. <laughs> like it's just it was just a mess, man. And like I said, I really I cannot stand when they cast big actors to do roles that anybody can do. Anybody. And then most of Jared Little's acting was him just walking around the city, getting a corned beef sandwich. Like I mean, he was in the uh like you said he was barely in it cuz he was in the interrogation room for like 15 minutes of the movie 
And then the ending where they were obviously yeah. where he got killed. He's messing with him. Right. Those were his only two real acting parts. You know what the, you know so. what the problem with this movie is? It this movie thought it had more depth than it actually had. Yeah, it did. That's what it was. This movie could have been a simple like procedural like crime drama and it tried to throw in all these cliches from like other better crime dramas. I agree it, with that it, for sure. It, it was it was so unnecessary and it just made the movie like stupid after a certain point. Yep. Yep. I that was got disappointing, to man. Uh, this was my debut to HBO Max, and it was not a good debut, I will say. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, Wonder I'm, Woman was HBO Max too. Yeah, but I didn't watch that. On, I didn't have HBO Max at that point yet. Uh, yeah. I was gonna say HBO Max is two for two. Rough for start. <laughs> oh, for two. I mean. Oh, for two. Yeah. And uh, you know, I I don't know about Judas and the Black Messiah. But I hear awful things about this Tom and Jerry movie. I mean, not that, you know, looking at the trailer, I could tell you it would be awful, but apparently it's worse. I'm cool because it just, it just makes me want to praise Sonic more because Sonic was fire. Facts. Tom and Jerry, I mean, it who just... Was, who was asking? Please tell me. Who was asking for this? I, have, I haven't seen anything of the movie that makes me think it's okay. Not even good, just okay. I haven't seen anything. I mean, shout out to Chloe Grace Moretz. No, I'm not shouting her out. Why is she wasting her time? Dude, have you seen that Shadow in the Cloud movie? (laughs) No. Oh, my God. Uh, Let's just say I hope she gets some good roles soon. Yes. I don't know what happened. I don't know who's blackballing her, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this ain't it. <laughs> this is not it. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, I I'm counting down the days for the Justice League. Uh, the cut, the super cut. Yeah, me too. I can't wait. We're definitely deep diving that. Oh yeah, that's the first day. First day it comes out. I'm on that. Yep. Um. See, was there any other movies? No, I guess. Uh, I'm a little bit late, but I caught up on a uh, Queen's Gambit. Really good. You liked it? Yeah. I, I didn't I didn't watch my parents watched it. They liked it a lot. Uh and this was a this was like an emerging like she's been kind of emerging as a as a premier actress. Yeah. Uh but this cemented her. She's in the upper tier now. Okay. I I, I, I saw her I saw depth from her that I didn't even think she had. Oh, okay. Cause she looked she always looked like wooden to me, you know, like kind of awkward, just basically awkward <laughs> yeah she is which was kind of her role in a lot of the movies she was in yeah but th- this was sh- she was great in this man yeah yeah okay uh i saw i care a lot with uh rosamund pike i hear it's it's great it is great i loved it i loved it Lord, I, don't have, I won't deep dive it till you watch it but um it's definitely one I would recommend. I'm not gonna say it's like greatest movie I've ever seen, but it's really good, especially for Netflix. Seeing, seeing, 
yeah, seeing what it's about and remembering how much I loved uh, Gone Girl uh, yeah. is, is is this is a lock for me. I'm definitely watching this. It's her bag for sure. It definitely is. Yep. And um, oh, what's his name? Oh, what's his name? Well, everyone in there is good. I don't want to have to describe him at a being politically incorrect, but um, I got you. Uh, ah, uh, Game of Thrones, X Men, the um, oh P- Days Peter Dinklage. Yes. Oh my God, he was great. He was great. <laughs> right, right up his alley too. I love when he, um. I think it's cool that he is cool with capturing the like Napoleon effect. You know what I'm talking about? The Napoleon complex? Yeah. I mean he know obviously he knows why he gets that, but he knocks it out of the park every single time. He he's he's such a good actor, man. He really is. I'm sure uh, when uh, I was watching it with my dad, he was like, I bet the kids at school never imagined he'd be this good of an actor. (laughs) Growing up, I'm going to be acting in your favorite show, your favorite movie eventually. So like, especially in that time at his age. So yeah, man, it's, it's solid. It's solid. I, uh, I don't have anything else. Yeah, I think that's it for me. Oh, wait, wait. I do, uh, I do, I do. I, mean, I got one more thing. The The show on Amazon, Tell Me Your Secrets, fire. I loved it. I loved it. I just interesting. finished it. I, I got to get back. I haven't been on Amazon Prime in a little minute. It doesn't have a lot of big actors in it. Um, Lily Rabe, I think her name is. She was in the Undoing. She was um. Uh, she's been in she's been in some things. I can't think of like any big roles by her, but she did. She was the star. Amy Brenneman from Judging Amy from way back in the day. She was great in there. Um. You know, it's a lot of star. A lot of people you've seen in other stuff, but just aren't stars. And I mean, they put together a really really nice, really nice show. I thought it was really good. Definitely gotcha. kept me on the edge of my seat. That's all I got. All right, let's get out of here. We'll be back. We will be back.